Welcome to Millennials with Mikes, discussions about movies, politics, religion, and more. I'm Aaron Mason. And I'm Christian Stevens. Today we'll be talking about a question that a lot of people think they know about and a lot of people know they don't know a lot about, which is evolution. Specifically, what is evolution? So there's the dictionary definition, which is a change in populations of organisms that through time lead to the occurrence of new form. Your thoughts? Well, like you said, (laughs) that is the definition of evolution. And so if you don't like that, I mean... It's kind of a cop-out answer, though. It's a very generic answer. When people ask, what is evolution, that's not really what they mean, right? Well, it seems like a lot of those definitions are trying to be a little ambiguous, so you're not really... It's technically a definition, but it's also like not stepping on other people's toes, I guess, and in a way. Yeah. It, it, it's it, like a moderate it definition. And <laughs> when, But when people say, what is evolution, they're not really looking for a definition. What they really normally mean is, how does evolution work, right? Right. And they want more key answers as to like how everything came to be what it is today. Yeah. How are we here? Where do we come from? Monkeys or what have you? And yeah. all that together. How are animals here? Birds and bugs and all that. So we aren't biologists. No. We aren't any type of scientist whatsoever. So don't hold us to Big Bang Theory standards. <laughs> but I have a heavy interest in a lot of different scientific areas. Um, you know, a layman's interest or an extended layman's interest, I guess. Um, But no, we aren't biologists. We aren't scientists. So don't just take our word for it, no matter what. And that could be said of anything. Science, religion, anything we talk about on here, don't just take our word for it. If you have questions, do some research. Yeah. But, you know, to to be able to give a 10,000-foot overview of something based on research and what fairly good resources say that that we can do to Mm -hmm. maybe answer in a way that most people could understand, I guess. Right. Because even kind of simplify. Yeah. Because anything you research about it is going to be very confusing, you know? Yeah. And depending on, uh, you know, who you ask or who's looking for these answers. And yeah, if people just, you know, want a more technical thought, you, you have a deep read into, you know, how evolution works, or if you just want like a kind of a simple but more like definitive answer than what mm-hmm. Webster Dictionary gives. Yeah. Precisely. But yeah, some people like you read about it, it makes your brain hurt. And then some people <laughs> are like just so enthralled by yeah. reading about it that it's like very informing for others. And not make your brain hurt, so... Yeah. But, so we'll go over a few uh, common questions and common um, rebuttals to ed- evolution, I guess. Um, the first one being, like we said, when most people say, what is a- ask what is evolution, they really mean, how does it work? Right. So, there's five areas that... Five key areas with evolution that... It's not one of them that drives everything. It's they all work in tandem. They're all necessary. Multiple for little things that yeah. come to play 
to make what it is today. So the first one that we're going to go over being genetic drift, mm. um, which occurs with smaller populations. And this isn't just of humans. This is of any, any life form. Species, really. Yeah. Um, so genetic drift. Think of something, or think of it like this. You have five red bugs and five blue bugs. Right. Through death, be it by disease, be it through predators, something like that, say four of the blue bugs die. You have one blue bug left, and you have all five of your red bugs left. Mm -hmm. In a given amount of time, when mating and reproduction has had a chance to occur, you're eventually going to see that five to five ratio turn into initially a five to one ratio. Right. And then a 10 to 2 ratio in favor of the red. Yeah. Because the blue bugs, the one blue bug left was able to mate with one or multiple of the red bugs. Which then become, like you said, like a mutation of that, which would be like purple bugs, for example. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. But there are so many more red bugs. There's five times as many red bugs as there was the one blue bug. So, yeah. You're still going to have way more of the red bug. Than you would of the blue bug after of it's course. all said and done. Because mm -hmm. that one blue bug, and even its descendants, that one blue bug is only going to be able to make so much. Right. You know, and then it's there's going to be less and less blue bugs until potentially all the blue bugs die out. Or extinct. Or, or go extinct. And right. And there's only the red ones left. And, then, and, and maybe some traces of the blue bugs in the DNA of uh -huh. the future red bugs because it did reproduce right. somewhat. Right, 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 right. Um, that's... An overview of genetic drift. It occurs in smaller populations and due to various other circumstances can lead to the one type versus the other mm -hmm. gaining a majority. Um, the next form of evolution or the next key to evolution, I guess, is non-random mating. Mm. Um, non-random and, I mean, that, that's a confusing term in and of itself, right? I mean, it's not... Yeah, like, what do you mean by non-random? Well, theoretically, no no mating is random for one reason or another. Right. Um, but when scientists say non-random mating, they really mean that individuals in many species have a choice about which partners to mate with. Right. The result of which is that some people have more opportunity, or some things have more opportunity to mate and reproduce than mm -hmm. others. Um, let's, not to pick on any one person in particular, one type of person in particular, but let's say redheads. Redheaded <laughs> humans. Right. You know, regardless Less of... Less redheaded humans than there are brunettes and blondes and... Yes, and let's say that, you know... Whether some people want to claim this is true or not, you know, that's, again, not a biologist. I'm not going to say it's true now. But let's use that as an easy example. People find, let's say people found redheads unattractive, which is crazy, but let's say they did. Well, with Eventually, all groups, there are attractive and unattractive people. But just in general, no. No. Can't just say all redheads are unattractive. Exactly. But let's say that that was the view. Right. So people stop mating with redheads. 
eventually redheads are going to die out altogether. Precisely. You might have a gene mutation here and there that occurs that a random redhead will pop up. But eventually, theoretically, there would be, if people stop mating with redheads, there would be no more redheads. Right. That gene pool will just go. That is a preference as a or that is a non that is an example of non-random mating mm-hmm. um non-random mating is really about preference through one yeah. way or another whether it is a physical preference or a biological preference you have no control over or something like that right um another example there's a sort of non-random mating which is a preference for similar similarity um be it Looks, genotypes, phenotypes, mm-hmm. something like that. And then there's disassortive mating, which is the preference for different looks, genotypes, phenotypes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, non-random mating, it, it really is about um, preference rather than whoever's closest to you or whoever's available, I guess. Right. Um, then you have gene flow. This is simply migration you have one group of people or like you have a group of birds mm-hmm. you have a white a group of white birds and a red bird comes and mates with a white bird mates with starts mating with white birds right that is a new that is new dna bring that's brought into the white it starts bird a new pool. thread of you know that bird species they start mating the red birds and the white birds' eggs, their hatchlings look different. They mate with each other. Eventually, they, they mate and mate and mate. Eventually, you have a whole new species of bird that's not red or white birds. Precisely. They could be pink or purple. So you went you from know. like two to now there's a third to the third. Then it's going to be like a five. Yeah. And then boom, 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 boom. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. A common example of that, I think, is... Um, I think... Darwin's uh, finches. Oh, okay. I think that's not right. Or that's a gene flow. I could be wrong, but I think it is. You had finches that f- got blown onto an island near South America. Mm. And then started and mating with what's... They started mating with what was there, and then right. eventually these two, two different types of the same species of bird formed into there's now like 14 species right. of finches on the island. Something like that. So now you got a whole new... 14 whole new species. Exactly. Of the bird. That's, that's crazy. Um, then you have natural selection. Um, this, this is something that everyone thinks they know what it is. And I promise you, you don't, most likely. <laughs> um, so natural selection is, you know, some people refer to it as survival of the fittest. It is kind of that, but it's nature favoring reproduction. It's the opposite of your like non-random mating. Kind of, yeah. It's to an extent, right? Mating, mating not by preference, mating by what's by what's available. What's available due to the circumstances. Precisely. A good example that we have here is mice. Say you start out with three mice that are the color similar to the color of the ground. And six mice that are not the color of the ground. They're lighter. They stand out. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those mice might have a genetic 
um, susceptibility to a form of mice cancer. Yeah. So let's say two of the mice die. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of the four mice, they stand up from the ground. So two of them get eaten by birds. Mm-hmm. You have two light mice left. Light mice left. You don't have much to pick from. And you still have your three dark mice. Right. Well, your three dark mice are going to mate with each other and produce a lot more dark mice. Your two light mice can still mate with each other, and but there's going to be so many more dark mice that by there the time are you get mice, done with right. it, there's going to be few to no light-colored mice left. Mm-hmm. That's natural selection. Through genetics and predators and things like that, right. it's favoring what's reproducing. It's yeah. completely natural. It is essentially random i mean it 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 is random Mm -hmm. it's adaption to your environment you know there's another example of giraffes giraffes with long legs and short necks are going to die because they can't reach the trees one or giraffes with long necks and medium legs are going to live because they can't reach the trees yeah the short the Giraffes with genes that make them shorter and not able to reach branches, they're going to die because they can't live long enough to mate. Mm-hmm. The ones that can reach the branches to eat are going to mate, live long enough to mate, and their genes are going to live on, and eventually you're going to have more mostly just giraffes, giraffes right. that can, that are long enough, they're tall Neck. enough and yeah. all that to reach branches to mate long term. So that's going to change the way the giraffes look, the way they... You know, you can reach new ways, new things of eating. That's going to get in there. You're going to, it, it's going to change everything. Right. For that species. And then you have the thing that really drives all of it, which we've mentioned a couple of times, is genetic mutations. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, uh, right. evolution really wouldn't be possible. Um because genetic- what would evolve if they didn't have the genetic mutations? Yeah. Because that's pretty much what that means. Yeah. Um, every, you know, you have the mutants and X-Men, things like that. That's, that's not real. That's not what we're talking about, right? Um, well, right. <laughs> yeah, so don't... Yeah, genetic mutation, don't go thinking... Gotta watch all these X-Men movies now, because that's not the... Yeah, and like... That's not what we're if someone, about. <laughs> if you think, oh, if my baby's born with a mutation, it's gonna have Wolverine claws, we're gonna be able to walk through walls. No. That's right. not, that's not what mutations are. This everyone on Earth... science fact, not science fiction. Yeah. Everyone on Earth is a mutant. Everyone right. has some form of genetic mutation. Of course. It's extremely common. Um, and genetic mutations, it's, it's what's at the heart of evolution. Mm-hmm. Because natural selection wiped out type A. Yeah. Eventually, slowly, but eventually wiped out type A. That means that type B and C had a chance to mate within themselves, mate with each other, and then produce... Make whole new strains of... Keep producing type A or type B and type C and even producing right. type B or right. type D, which in humans' case became prevalent and then the only type. And that leads us to human evolution. We'll lead with the questions, how did humans evolve? And did they evolve from monkeys? monkeys. Right. Um, did they evolve from monkeys? The simple answer, no. No. Um, just no. And a lot of people <laughs> think like, because a lot of people do think, oh, we evolved from monkeys, and they automatically think it's 
modern day monkeys that you see today. Mm-hmm. And then it's that terrible, you know, that diagram of the monkey the ascent of to man. the to the ascent yeah. of man and monkey to caveman to what yeah. we are today. And that's just simply not true. It, it's not. I mean, there's there is at the time that was published, they thought that that was accurate, um, <laughs> and it's still a decent example of it's somewhat what came example, first yeah. to what came later. But yeah. overall, that is not accurate. Um, but how did humans evolve? So humans are primates, right? That's just we we are part of the primate family, right? Um, we we did evolve from creatures. Everything evolved from a single cell organism. Right, we right, know that. right. But later down the road, that single cell organism led to the evolution of the primate, which we would consider today, just based on looks alone, we would say looked like a monkey. Mm-hmm. Might not really look like any monkey that's alive today, but it looked like some type of monkey. Some type. So of monkey. in that sense, I can see where that question would come from just by looks. Right. But we aren't descended from any modern day monkey. And maybe because people know that we're part of the primate family, as expansive as it is, mm-hmm. that's enough for people to just simply be like, oh, humans, primates, monkeys, primates, boom, we're from them. And, and that is a very simplified view, and right. it's just not true. Right. Um, we are related to modern day monkeys. We are not descended from them. Right. Um, we all have a common ancestor, us with chimps, us with, cause um, chimpanzees are our closest mm-hmm. That's right. relatives. Um, but chimps, gorillas, orangutans, any kind all of monkey that. you can imagine, we have a common ancestor. I mean, a lot of people don't know this although, but, um, Donald Trump's a direct <laughs> descendant of a orangutan. You got to be careful. He sued Bill Maher for saying that. Yeah. Well, I think Bill Maher was onto something. Oh um, that's that's just for fun. That's I'm not seriously. Saying, that's not true. We're not. That's not true. That. Um, but yeah. So we have we do have a common ancestor with all monkeys. At what what the common ancestor was, the last most recent common ancestor will vary from species to species. Our last common ancestor with chimpanzees was closer than it was to gorillas mm. or than it was to gorillas or whatever the case is. Right. But with every single monkey on the planet today, we have a common ancestor. We mm-hmm. are all related. We did not descend from any monkey you right. can see alive today. Precisely. Um, it's just like humans, monkeys and birds and everything else also evolved. So yes, we weren't what we looked like. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Same goes for every other animal and species on Correct. the planet. So, so we need to keep that in mind. But how did how did humans evolve? So you have the first. You have a primate species, mm-hmm. and like we said, over genetic and flow thousands, and mutation years, and all that together, genes changed right to adapt to the environment. Things like that. And what the, how the world was. And and that led to the creation over millions and millions of years of new types of primates. Mm-hmm. Then you get to Australopithecus, which that was a prehistoric ancestor of humans, mm-hmm. which led to actual humans, Homo erectus, um, 
Neanderthals, Davisians, you know, there's lots and lots of types of humans. Um, Homo sapiens, and that's another key thing. Homo sapiens are not just humans, or humans are not just Homo sapiens. Humans are any species within the Homo genus. Right. Neanderthals, any of those in the name, Homo erectus, whether they look like us or not, they're all humans. Human is not just Homo sapiens. And for those who might be confused, just in case, Homo sapien, by definition, is human. Human a means modern human. not homosexual. So that's a different thing altogether. So just and don't like, get those confused, my friends, because I know a lot of people make jokes about that. You say that in jest, but it is funny how many... It is a how many people right. don't realize they hear homo sapien they're like whoa 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 what are you talking about all the time it's it's sad but I mean that that is something that is still there that is still there exactly um, so. but no you had several different types of Australopithecus I mean we're looking here Australopithecus Australopithecus Gari Afarensis Africanus things like that a lot of isis um but then. That gave birth. Those evolved into the Homo genus. Mm. You had Homo rudolfensis, Homo habilis, Ergaster, Naledi, Erectus, Hadlerbergensis, Neanderthal, Neanderthals, and then Homo sapiens. Um, there was a lot more than that. There were more of the Homo genus than just that that we're mm -hmm. talking about. Um, but you know, and how did humans evolve? We evolved from all of those things, but they still right. don't really know for certain which are those that humans evolved from. Yeah, these are just like the different um, we didn't things that we could yeah, have. Yeah, right, we right. didn't evolve from you know, like we lived when we first came on the ground in Africa. Um, we did evolve from something like one of these things. But it wasn't Neanderthals. We lived around the same time as Neanderthals. Right. We actually mated with Neanderthals. What's a good thing to bring up? Because a lot of people do think that as well. Yeah, and like that's that's not the case. Um, but scientists don't know for sure. Right. The closest, some of the, the closest guess they have right now is that modern humans, Homo sapiens, evolved from Homo Heidelberg and Heidelbergensis, however mm. you say that. Um, that is their best guess right now. They don't know that for certain. Gotcha. What they do know is that when when humans when Homo sapiens came around, you still had Neanderthals mm -hmm. and Homo erectus even for a little mm -hmm. while. Um, I think Denovisians, which were a subspecies, I think, of Neanderthals or Homo erectus one. I think they were still around too, but since they're a subspecies, they don't count. Gotcha. Um, but we we evolved from some of these things due to changes in the environment, which force, which put natural selection to work right. and let things evolve to modern humans that we have today. Yeah. Um, like I said, we met... You know, it used to be thought that we wiped out all the Neanderthals. Mm. Um, and even maybe Homo erectus. Um, okay. 
because they knew that we met that we lived at the same time like that they knew that fairly recently but they're not here today what so. they yeah they knew that neanderthals weren't around today and the general thought was oh well they must have met and homo sapiens must have just wiped them out because that's what worked out that's not actually what happened okay that could have like you know not that's not to say that there were no fights necessarily between neanderthals and modern humans right but by and large, that's not what happened. Right. Maybe due to genetic uh, mutation and gene flow. Yeah. It, they're, that they died out just quicker. Yeah, Neanderthals weren't the stupid cavemen that they were long thought mm. to be. Right. Um, they're fairly, scientists are fairly certain that the Neanderthals could speak. Oh, okay. Or at least form some sort of primitive language. Um, they used tools. Mm-hmm. They had... They, they were social, not as social as humans were, but they were social. They lived in smaller groups as to where humans lived right. in bigger groups. Um, but they did meet humans, mm-hmm. modern humans, homo sapiens. Interesting. Um, and they made it. We know that because, with, because of DNA. Except for native Africans, mm. Europeans and Asians and their okay. descendants right. thereof. All have one to three percent of their DNA is from Neanderthals. Interesting. Um, and originally, it wasn't even thought that that was possible huh. because they're two different species. Right. They're both of the homogeneous, but they're two different species, and it wasn't thought that they could make two match. different species right. could reproduce. Okay. You can mate, like you can have sex all day long, but it wasn't thought that they could successfully right. reproduce. With primates, in particular, that's not the case. I watched a documentary that said with any primate, with any species of primate, two different species can reproduce, successfully reproduce, so long as their most recent ancestor was within the last two million years. Oh, that makes sense. So, for Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, that meant, and even Homo erectus possibly, Hmm. probably not, we haven't seen any evidence for that, but it's still possible, Right. that... That could have happened. We know it happened with Homo sapiens and Neanderthals. It that could not happen with Homo sapiens, modern day humans, and any monkey, any other monkey on the planet. Right. That was more than two million years ago. It's impossible. But for those in that two specific case, Neanderthals and Homo sapiens, they did reproduce hmm. because Neanderthals weren't as social. Like, they were social creatures, like us. Mm-hmm. They weren't as social. They didn't mm-hmm. necessarily communicate with other groups of Neanderthals as much as Homo sapiens did, which meant that they couldn't share in technology as much, and that they were really, you know, Neanderthals might have met a total of 100 other Neanderthals in their lifetime, right. as to where Homo sapiens could have met thousands. Yeah. That the quote-unquote technology... Just as simple as like arrowheads, ways mm-hmm. of storing water, things like that. The wheel. <laughs> they couldn't, they didn't meet as many other Neanderthals because they weren't as social and they didn't, it just didn't make them capable enough to survive long term. Makes sense. Then you make, then you add in mating with Homo sapiens, they just eventually died out. Mm-hmm. As did all the Homo erectus and all the others, they eventually died right. out. Homo sapiens were the most resourceful. They were the most social. They were able to survive to what we are today, for better or for worse. Right. So, that's a very long chicken and the egg 
answer to that. <laughs> yes. But that that is an overview of how humans evolved. Does that all make sense? Does any of it not make sense? Does it bring any questions? Are you asking me? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No? No, that's very straightforward. Very straightforward. In my opinion. So. So, let's do the question, because this is an evolutionary question. Okay. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, you really had to, you know, pick, I mean, obviously it would have to be the egg, wouldn't it? Because the egg but, hatches and makes the chicken, then you get the but chicken. But what laid the egg? Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> so, evolution, it's, it's not quite as simple as what came first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be so literal about the well, question... Well, think about it this way, too. The chicken or the egg. Well, the dinosaur egg came before a chicken now, <laughs> didn't it? And we know birds are types of dinosaurs. Yes. Um, so the chicken or the egg, the evolutionary answer is the egg. Right. Yes, something had to have laid the egg. Have you seen aliens? Oh my God. That's a, another <laughs> joke, but... Um, but the egg had to be first because what came out of the egg was a modern chicken from this, like a very simplified answer to this question. The egg hatchling was a modern chicken. What laid the egg was a quote unquote proto chicken, not a modern chicken like we would consider today, but through evolution and gene flow and things like that, the egg came first that hatched the modern chicken. Right. Yes, something was there before it to lay the chicken, to lay the egg that hatched the chicken, but the egg came first for the modern chicken. Even if it's not like the egg egg we think it is today, maybe Mm -hmm. like a single cell egg that did it to then make more eggs and then chickens and eggs and then chickens and that's how it comes about. So. So, how about you... uh, Ask us our, or make our two statements. Is this on? Okay. So evolution is just a theory, so it can never be proven, huh? Well, no. incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it incorrect? It's, it's that theory. Right. It's, well, because that's what did... trips people up. Right, right, right. Exactly. When people say theory. Most people, when modern people, anybody it's who fair would say, to say this question, well, it's just a theory. So, and that's that's not a scientific theory, right? Um, a scientific theory is well tested, has Precisely. a broad explanation, has a lot of evidence behind it, has a lot of evidence, but is also open to change. As science that's a is, big part of what a theory is. To when get the new exam- information comes about, then we learn it, how you to have to change the theory with it. exactly. No theory is exhausted. Um, right, right. But to give it a comparison, like, okay, evolution is just theory. It can't be proven. Well, guess what? So is gravity. Yeah. Evolution is the same there. type of theory right. that gravity is. Right. So if you don't believe that evolution is a theory and can't be proven, then you don't believe in gravity. Oh, well, gravity has laws, and we know that gravity is there because of how it affects things. Well, we got to be That's cautious how... of today's uh, ideal look on how things are because I mean, we have people today who think mm-hmm. the earth is flat. So it's just a matter yeah, of what people want to take as fact 
and want to pretend like it's you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it's ridiculous. It's got people it's, yearning for what's <laughs> true. It's just yeah, wild. But these days. you know, if if you want to say that gravity or that um, evolution isn't possible because or isn't provable because it's a theory, that means you have to reject gravity too. Mm-hmm. It it really does. I'm sorry to be like that, but that that's how it is. Well, that is how. Gravity, yes, there are laws of gravity. There have to be laws of gravity yeah. because we know that gravity affects how gravity affects things. Right. Um, but we know that for evolution too, is right. the thing. People just aren't as accepting of that, sadly. But it, yes. it's the exact same type of thing. Um. So yes, in science, when you say a theory, you're not saying, "Oh, well, I'm theorizing that X, Y, and Z is coming through the door through the door right." Mm-hmm. That is not that kind of theory. You could make a theory about someone coming through the door scientifically, but it's not just saying, "Oh, my theory is statistically X Y Z." Yeah, it's not a theory behind a murder. That's right, right, it's right, not right. And then, uh, what's our next statement? An all-powerful creator still could have set evolution in motion. So, so that's an interesting one. We're not going to get into this question super duper much. We'll just kind of like we're give going, a broad little... We're going to suffice it to say that there are several different religions out there as well as several Christian denominations that accept evolution as compatible to their beliefs. There are many, many who don't, but there are also many who do. Right. Um, whether that is what you believe or not... It's up to you. Precisely. So we are not going to go into that on this episode. We might on a future episode. Yeah, so stay tuned. So that is, right now, our high-level view of what is evolution. Yeah. We went into some uber-basic stuff, but I think it's we went into some areas that a lot of people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And it might help some people understand. Like we said, we are not biologists. Please, please, please. But you don't have to be one to give, you know... Correct. A grand example of, yeah. like, how things are about today. Yeah. So you don't have to be, like, super smart about it and stuff. But um, hope this helped uh, kind of give people a sense of um, of evolution of yeah. what it is and how it is. So. I do want to encourage everyone to do their own research. Um, yeah. I want to give some unsponsored plugs to some areas. Amazon... Prime Video has a couple of good series and specials from PBS to watch. Mm. I think they have. I think it's them that has the Evolution of Us. Okay. Um, but if you look, if you go on Amazon Prime, do an Evolution of Us, Human Evolution. There are a couple of really good specials that will pop up. They're from the Evolution of Us. I think it was its own thing. Mm. They have another one from PBS from Nova that was like okay. a three part thing. They're hour hour and a half long very very good resources it gives a lot of good information that's not stupid level but it's not like ridiculously high level <laughs> like meets in the middle f- need not for people with phds sure we'll say that i'm people here at pbs oh it's got to be so smart it's simple enough to where anyone can understand right if they're paying attention mm-hmm. um that'll be a good one not everyone has amazon prime i get that so um, for them tough just no, kidding the khan academy actually k-h-a-n 
Interesting. Is that on? It's free. It's online. Oh. Um, Sal Khan is the guy who started it. Um, they do videos. They're it's totally free. You can sign up. You can donate to support sure. them. And I would highly encourage that. Um, but they do simple videos going over a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of topics um, for kids in school, for college mm. kids, exam preps, things like that. But they have a really good one over evolution in general. That's cool. And that is more, I mean, it's it's to where middle school, it's designed to where middle school and high school kids can understand it. Yeah. So it's going to be fairly straightforward, easy enough to understand. If you don't have something like Amazon Prime or access to PBS On Demand or something like that, that would be my next recommendation. Mm. So anything else on evolution before we get into, or before we end this episode? Mm, nothing I can say that won't be said in a future. Controversial. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's it for Millennials with Mike. We'll see you next time. Bye.